To the Ether. Today is Thursday, January 5th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Pantera and Ryan Lyon host Luna Community Pool, ransacked or deployed efficiently. Let's take a listen. Hey, everyone. Uh, just give us a couple seconds here. I'm sure a lot of people are going to file in. I need to share the link. Well, we know that uh, the space was supposed to be mostly about the Luna Community Pool and all of the recent proposals that have come out. Some have passed and some are uh, on the, we're on the fence with as a community. But uh, we've got some recent drama that we absolutely have to also cover. So uh, this will be a fun spaces, I think. And historic spaces. Ah, and I didn't, I didn't re- record it. Shit, I always forget to do that. Is there a way to record it now or do I have to, am I just shit out of luck? Or I guess Finn can probably record it. All right, looks like Finn can record it. Also, can we get someone else here to co-host with me just in case I lose signal or um, I need help, like, ushering people on and off stage? Ryan Lyon, Chris Amani, Karma, yeah. Finn. What's good, everybody? Yeah, I got you. We're, uh, we're good. We're recording. So I find you get the, uh, the most real people when they don't see it recording there but then when when you know you're recording it so we got you this is going to be potentially finn's uh most listened to space ever on terra spaces i'm optimistic that this community can surpass the dps that we see in uh, other communities so looking forward to good space we got chino man up here wow this is going to be a hell of a space i am so excited this is going to be, this is like the Royal Rumble of Twitter spaces right now. Very exciting. We've got Eris Protocol coming up. Uh, of course, many people want to talk about the, um, the Luna community pool. We are going to get to that eventually, but we had, I guess, breaking news. I do want to ask Chris, what's up with the timing of this? We had the spaces planned and then you guys dropped this, like, uh, whatever you want to call this, this uh, drama on us. Do you, what's up with the timing did you want to talk about that on the space all right thanks for that excellent feedback damn silenced by the platform that's a shame when that happens we see it all too much you think elon would fix that by now hey we can hear you now now? yeah so yeah with regards to the timing awful timing i wish it would have come like two hours later so i didn't have to deal with it right now on this call because i wanted to talk about the community proposals all right. Well, let's, I mean, we can definitely get to the community proposals, but like it would be almost stupid of us not to address <laughs> the timing of this tweet and then just pretend like, you know, nothing happened. So let me do my best to summarize this. Sure. And 
and then we can go around the room and everybody can deflect to other people who are also criminals or not criminals and everybody can give their opinion on who's a piece of shit in this community and who's not um as far as i understand it and anybody can jump up and correct me if i'm wrong and i'm gonna do my best not to make unfounded allegations here as far as i understand it back before the crash of may there was a couple councils that controlled basically community funds that were voted on by the community uh, and these funds were used for specific initiatives um one of these initiatives was something called the interchain incentives and so what is what is interchain incentives well as far as i understand it was basically money used um luna specifically used where we were trying to get ust like on avalanche or on arbitrum or all these other chains that was the goal right and so uh this this these five people who are trusted members of the community some of them were um, members of tfl uh jimmy jimmy lee jeremy from delphi tfl finance i don't know what that is i guess that's just like whoever is in wearing the finance hat at tfl that day izan who's ex-tfl and poppy uh who is tfl now but might not have been tfl whenever this proposal passed so it's five people we all trusted we all loved um they their goal as far as i understand was to basically make deals with other ecosystems to say hey if you're interested in um you know adopting ust set up an lp and we will incentivize anybody that stakes to that lp with luna or or some other kind of way to incentivize the expansion of ust so far so good thumbs up if i'm good yeah, just to, just to clarify, I mean, their job was literally to send the transactions once the, those deals were made. So it wasn't like that that council of people was out there soliciting deals and doing business development. We had a BD team that was doing that, and then they would go there whenever there was money that needed to be moved. And so their their role was just to facilitate the transaction. Gotcha. So they weren't necessarily chucking and jiving with other ecosystems and making the deal and negotiating, they were basically just custodians of the assets. Correct. One other thing, just like a small point of clarification, I think these were all uh, governance proposal passed as well. So if you remember, there were like a bunch of governance proposals to provide this liquidity incentives on other uh, chains. Correct. So it wasn't just a random decision to put however much money went into this um, what do we call it? Interchain incentive fund. It wasn't just like a random thing that Do Kwan thought of in between games of StarCraft. And then all of a sudden we moved 5 million Luna into a pool somewhere. This was voted on. I remember it being voted on and it was actually rather effective. It was actually probably one of the better. Well, now, now I'm, uh, now I'm making things up based on my opinion, but it was, I, in my opinion, it was rather effective use of, of community funds because we did do a decent job, I think, of expanding to other ecosystems. Anyway, the problem here is, and this was sort of an error on TFL's part, but we'll cut them some slack because it was right after the crash and uh, they had to spin up a new chain and they had to airdrop Luna V2 basically um, in kind to everybody that had like a pre, like a, an amount of Luna in their wallet uh, you know, in a snapshot pre-crash. And the issue that came up was there were certain accounts that needed to be blacklisted from that airdrop. Um, and I don't know the specific details, like some of them were exchanges, 
Some of them were X, Y, Z, other things. Um, and two very important uh, things that were missed or two accounts that were missed were these multi-sigs for the community funds. So instead of it going back into a multi-sig, it went to each individual signer of that multi uh, of that multi-sig. So in this case, for the interchain incentives, um, it went to five specific accounts, and I think it was staked right off the bat. Um, that's a detail I'm not 100% sure on, so someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and then TFL had to go through the, the, the drudgery of having to recover these funds, which, you know, if you've been in crypto for more than five seconds, you know when you send funds to somebody, uh, there's no guarantee that the funds come back. So now the issue is the funds have been collected from the other four members uh, Jeremy from Delphi, TFL Finance, Izan, and Poppy. Uh, Jimmy, and this is based off of um, this is based off of the the blog post on Terra Money's notion. So I also would love to hear Jimmy's side of the story. Um, but TFL is saying that Jimmy refused to complete action two, which was to send vesting Luna to the community pool, citing that he first needed to speak to legal counsel. Uh, blah blah blah. And then what he did was he basically, there's some text conversation here from someone at TFL. I don't know who he's talking to, um, but essentially, Jimmy, what he's saying, and, and I'll summarize here to the best of my ability without seeming too biased in one way or the other, he's saying that he thought that the, the funds were already kind of earmarked for his custodianship, and he felt that he could you know, make better use of it uh, and deploy it quicker than putting it back into the community pool. He staked it to LunkDAO, uh, but then on September 15th, or September 16th, rather, he unstaked it from LunkDAO and staked it to a new validator called The Charity Block, which charges 100% commission. Now, TFL alleges that uh, Jimmy runs The Charity Block. There's, there's no proof of that as far as I'm concerned, but The Charity Block was spun up one day before Jimmy staked 1.4 million Luna to it. Uh, so, you know, take that detail as you may. Um, and so the issue here is, one, the funds haven't been returned from this council, uh, and it's 1.4 million Luna or, or like whereabouts, maybe even upwards of close to 1.5. And the, there's been some staking rewards claimed from the validator um, of like 46,600 Luna on, on whoever runs that validator. So that's the summary of what's going on. Did I do a good job of summarizing the the issue at hand? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, all right. Well, we don't know what the way forward is going to be. It, has anyone been in touch with Jimmy? Do we have yeah, any so, inclination that he's going to talk to somebody and return the funds? Yeah. I, so what I can say, I, I was involved with getting these funds back from everyone who um, received them by error and. Now, Jimmy had some concerns, I think, valid concerns. I, I don't know if, if these were really concerns or not, but these are what he expressed to be concerns about, like the tax implications and um, would he have any liability? Like, would he give the money back and then all of a sudden be on the hook, which is, I think, is a smart thing to make sure that he understood. Um, but, you know, we offered to help with that. We offered money to cover any penalties that he might receive. Um, we offered to put that in writing. Uh, we offered a lot of potential solutions to that issue, um, above and beyond uh, 
anything that like you would expect us to do. And, you know, after a while, he, he just kind of stopped responding and stopped getting back to us and we couldn't get any follow up. So um, we had decided that we would wait until the, give him until the end of the year in case he really did have like specific concerns he was trying to work through, give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and so we did, but you know, this has been like a, it's been obvious what's going on here for at least two months now. And just to clarify, he was airdropped the original Luna uh, on which date? I mean, it was like late May. Uh, I don't, I don't remember the date. Whenever the, whenever the distribution happened. Here's something that I, that I'm curious about. Sorry, Finn, to cut you off. I, and this will be kind of my last question on the matter. Cause I do want to get to the community pool stuff. Um, and we can open it up to other people's input. Whenever these funds were airdropped to these individuals, how soon after that did TFL say, oh, shit, wait a minute, we accidentally sent you a fucking $3 million? Like, how, like, how soon after that were people made aware? Because, you know, there's, there's another issue at hand here with someone else who we can bring up that there was, there was an erroneous accidental airdrop. And I mean, this doesn't really look good for anyone, all this bickering and fighting. So um, I'm happy to not dive very deep into any of it. But I mean, this is public now, so I guess we have to. Um, but like, how soon after these people were airdropped these funds, was there actually like a notification? Like, was it the same day or was it weeks later? I mean, I think it was within about 24 hours. I could have that like marginally wrong, but not significantly wrong. There's definitely like, you know, if you want to give people the benefit of the doubt, there's there's definitely enough time between getting the tokens after everything that had just happened. I think a lot of people got wrecked and just having a moment or an emotional moment where you make the wrong decision and do something with it, not knowing exactly what was going on. Um, but, you know, going back to what you said about like all the bickering and arguing going on about it. Look, I mean, everyone gave the money back except for one person. There's, I don't understand. I don't think there's a lot to bigger or argue about. Finn, did you have input there? Oh uh, no, I was just going to clarify the date that it said on the notion on on the 28th of May. But uh, yeah, it definitely doesn't look good for sure. I mean, especially after everything that like the community's been through and all of these different community prop asks and everything. It's just like one kick after another. But it's all good because we're still here and we'll uh, we'll deal with it like we always do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't think we should, I, I wouldn't, the two, I wouldn't combine the two things into one. I think the people who are looking for community grants have good intentions and really are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and we can disagree, um, we can disagree about how community funds should be used, but they're not, I don't think, bad actors or or um, trying to pilfer or anything like that. So I think the, the, the Jimmy thing is a, a different situation entirely. Quick question, Chris. Um, I haven't had time to like digest like the full details of of, of the post. Um, did like has has other? So I think like you pointed out that like, there's been some like staking rewards that have been uh, taken. Was there like any other uh, Luna that like was like sold and then returned, or is it just a case like that it's the vesting Luna that's not been returned? Um, was there any other Luna that was sold and then returned? So like, was there any, like, 
with with Jimmy's case, was there any like liquid Luna at the uh, on the on the twenty eighth of May? I can't remember. I I think like if I remember correctly, everything initially got allocated to Lump Dow and then moved out to this charity. Um, to this charity validator. Is this because, like, with the other case that Pantera mentioned, like there was a large amount of liquid Luna that was airdropped to that wallet? No, we don't. I don't think that's the case with this one. Okay. Okay. Um, we can, I guess, kind of leave it at that, unless anybody in the community has any questions, um, and kind of switch gears here. I do. I've always liked Jimmy. I've always gotten along with him. I've spoken to him, you know, in a bunch of times and I hope he does what's best. I hope it resolves itself. It's a shitty situation. It's not good for anyone. That's yeah. That's my I mean, on it. so same, same here, right? Like we had Jimmy on Terra crumbs. Um, I've had multiple conversations with them. I, I didn't really expect this to happen. I mean, I think, <laughs> I mean, all I would say is like, this is not the time and place with the amount of people and organizations um, that have a lot of power doing a lot of digging into what happened on the Terra blockchain. Um, this is not a smart time and place to do something like this. Yeah. I'll just leave it there. So I hope he makes a good decision. Can All I, right. I just add like something like pretty conflicted on this one because like I obviously worked with Jimmy every day at prison protocol for probably six months um I, I'm, I'm really surprised at this situation i would love to hear his side of the story um i think i've mentioned a couple of times before i'm no longer with prison protocol neither is jimmy since uh, around about june time so um i did see some like tweets relating to prison i just want i like i tried to get in touch with hyperion because i thought he might want to like say something because like I don't want those guys to be dragged through the mud. So just, uh, just for anyone who's listening, who was wondering. Um, Jimmy's yeah, and one, and one more point: like there shouldn't be any guilt by association. Everything that happened happened. Number one, because there was a technical mistake, and tokens got allocated um, where they shouldn't have. And everything else is is down to the person who and the people and what they the decisions they made. So um, just because Jimmy put money in, put some of it and locked out, doesn't mean that. Um, they had anything to do with it either, right? It's it's really like a personal thing, and there shouldn't really be any guilt by association with Prism or or anyone else. Yeah, and as far as I understood it as well, um, Jimmy had not been associated with Prism Protocol for a while. So, just to um, just to kind of speak to Ryan's point there, that was my understanding of the timeline as well. So, but I am curious because in Jimmy's notes or in his, in his DMs, he mentions like working with, with Lunk Dao. And I know that he had, um, some relations with them. Again, I, I haven't spoken to Jimmy in a couple of months, so who knows, but like, what's Ryan, I don't know if you know more than anybody else, but like, what do you know what his association is with Lunk Dao? Can we get clarity on that front as well? Um, I don't know. Like, obviously he was pretty involved in the early days, but I think he's been quiet in general for 
a few months now. What I can say is I think those uh, messages, those screenshots that are in the Notion are from probably like, uh, Chris might know, but I would say like probably early June, uh, early mid-June, because like that's the, he said, he says in the messages, like I'm winding down with prison protocol and that's around the time that uh, he stopped working with prison. So that's when I think those messages were sent. And um, I think Bruce, I saw some messages from, from Bruce who, um, yeah, like asked, as Chris said, like he, he didn't know any of this stuff was going on. So um, he did ask to be like sort of distanced a little bit from, from yeah. any of Lunk there. Yeah, I've been chatting with Bruce um, since this thing came out. And, you know, he, he knew about Jimmy receiving that money. He told Jimmy to give it back. I think that's when Jimmy disassociated with Monkdow and moved it over to his own validator um, because Bruce didn't want anything to do with it. So. <sighs> what a fucking shit show. Like always. It's always fun. Okay. We thought 2022 was a great year. 2023 starting off with a fucking bang. Um, cool. All right. Well, Chris, let's, oh, you know what? Gogo came up to, to speak. Let's give this person a chance if they want to say something. Okay. They're not going to speak. Uh, Chris, let's, let's pivot here and talk about the community pool. Cause this is also, uh, we're moving on from basically the, the PVP now into the Royal Rumble portion of our, um, our fight card tonight. The, the main reason we scheduled this space was you'd reach out to me and you said, Hey, we should talk about, you know, these community uh, proposals that are going out. Uh, quite a few have passed recently and there's quite a few that are, that are in conversation. They're not in voting yet uh, unless somebody's put up a vote for them in the last, I don't know, 12 hours or something that I'm unaware of. So uh, Chris, just at a high level, like what's, what is your take on sort of the community pool uh, how it's being utilized and how um, how these proposals like are are being, um, I guess, whatever. How, like, what what do you think? Yeah, my yeah, my take on these is that they should all be declined um, or they should all be voted no on. And like I said earlier, I don't think any of these guys have um, bad intentions, but I just don't think that it's going to be effective to have a community pool that serves as, you know, a VC arm of that pool or tries to do VC investing for that pool. I think the pool should be used for public goods. Um, probably some of the most successful projects or maybe the only successful project that have been funded out of it um, was some, Jared's on here. He would have to give me the name of the infrastructure, um, the dev, the DevRels tools that were built through community grant. Um, Poppy built uh, Tractera through community grant, which helped us all get our taxes done last year and it's gonna help again this year. But like funding for-profit companies through the community pool just doesn't make sense. There's no way to provide oversight over whether those funds are spent appropriately. There's really no way to ensure that, you know, you're going to get your revenue stream back that you're being promised. Um, there's many reasons to quibble with the size of these teams and how many resources the community pool is trying to support through a bear market. Um, what were some of my other concerns? Um, and then there's just the idea that, like, should the community pool fund projects that can't find product market fit through a bootstrapping mechanism or through some friends and family rounds or seed rounds like every other software company has to do? And so, um, you know, you look at the projections that they put together 
and the potential for revenue back to the community pool. And I think it's it's hard to envision a world where you know those aren't like twenty percent probability outcomes, if not less. Um, and there are just no mechanisms within a community pool to ensure that the right amount of value is coming back to the to the community pool, that there's an appropriate amount of oversight on how the money is spent. Um, and to ensure that these um, the investments are going to be productive and effective, that's the high level. I can drill into any of those points, but maybe we'll leave it there for now. So it almost kind of sounds like what we need is like a public platform, kind of like what uh, what was it called? WeFund, I think they had like those different milestones, and then the contract would pay out. It almost sounds like you need something in that style, but built public goods, fees, and everything go back into the community pool. All that stuff uh, that can then, you know, help these projects get get out there and make sure the funding is is utilized properly. I don't, you know, I don't know what the yeah. I mean, like, look, I don't know that there's a model you can find that's going to ensure that funding private organizations that are focused on building that are focused on generating their own profit that those can be managed by a community pool i think to me the ideal state is a community pool only approves projects that solve a clear need that the community is facing or um, projects that are going to be completely open source and handed back over to the community i take um uh i'd kind of like agree with chris to a certain extent but i guess what i would say is kind of conflicted a little bit at the moment around my thoughts around the community pool because i think obviously terra's been through a lot over the last uh, several months and um uh i guess it's not got a great reputation uh right now um, because of everything that happened and it's probably going to be like relatively difficult to attract builders to the chain to help rebuild the like amazing DeFi ecosystem that we once had so you know i do think there's maybe you know there's maybe a situation where we could we could use the community pool to fund projects that seem to have got good project uh, product market fit um i think there was like a thread from uh from thread from jose at delphi that was talking around like you know making sure that like these uh, anything that's funded potentially has like some vc back in um which is an interesting take i also think there's maybe you know for for good product product market market fit projects there's maybe like a benefit to the community if we can like sort of negotiate airdrops to the community of tokens um uh, but yeah like it, it reading through a lot of the proposals that have been and, and some of the ones that are that are upcoming it's uh you know it's a lot of money that's been requested in you know in deep in a bear market where um the product market fit and or, or, or public good is like element isn't necessarily there so um kind of kind of feeling pretty conflicted yeah and i i just want to bring up a couple points from my perspective um i think the community funds like 
I'll say this, the, the emergency grants, I would call almost, almost an utter failure. And I was on the council. Um, it's just like, it's very hard and it's almost an impossible situation to take a group of people that are building this ecosystem based off of this UST product. And then when that collapses, um, give them a bunch of money and ask them to like, I guess, I don't know, find product market fit or continue building whatever they're building with, you know, no hype. It's the worst bear market ever. Uh, we have FTX collapse, you know, the Luna ecosystem totally decimated back in May. And um, so that's the first point is it's very hard, I guess, for like a lot of these projects that seemed promising when UST was around and when they had this sort of clear objective of what they were going to do uh, to continue doing that and, and really doing anything other than just like burning money um, in hopes of, I don't know, attracting pretty, pretty low volume. Um, another point that I'd like to bring up to for the community funds and the, in the current proposals is that it seems to me and in, in and I know it is because like firsthand, like we run a validator. Um, whenever a proposal goes out, it's like, well, I don't want to vote against every proposal that goes out as a validator because then we look like assholes to all the entire community. And then, you know, what if one day we want to issue a proposal of our own, then we're enemies with everyone. So everyone kind of like either doesn't vote or, or uh, refrains or whatever the, the, the term is on the voting um, UI, or they vote yes. And I think that's how a lot of proposals are kind of getting passed without a whole lot of um, uh, discretion. Ponzi flow. Yo, all right. So maybe I'm late to the party, um, but I have a couple of questions and, and a few suggestions. Question, um, does this already exist as in like, do we have a, uh, a qualified financial controller, or a professional, possibly like working directly under the CFO, like closely controlling um, the financial, the finances of of of, of the community pool. Um, and it, one and two, like whenever we do grant um, these community grants, right? Like, is there a need to pay them out in full? Can we? Can we? Um, like. Can, can we give them in batches based on um, whatever product that they deliver? And I, um, I like I've I've had some conversations during the past. Like I know that we're trying to create a decentralized economy and an ecosystem, right? And with that being said, um, we can't. I understand that we can, initially we can't try to control everything, but in the long term for us to really succeed we we must be able to put somewhat of a governance or control in place to ensure that we're we're going we're moving forward in the right direction before we call it fully decentralized and by that what i mean is um i don't think we need like 40 different lsd protocols uh like we should be able to control like the amount of different, like amount of different people working on the same thing. Um, instead, we should we should f like focus on narrowing that down and and like 
get teams to work with each other and one another one one another and like create one unified team um which would also allow us to save so much more and and bring talents together right and um more importantly like to what Ryan had just mentioned yes the loss the the loss uh the trust is lost but we can bring back that trust by by providing like putting this financial controller in place and providing like frequent um audits or reports about how the funds are being handled yeah i did think i did hear chris maybe you can speak to this wasn't there a solution for like something called fountain and that got integrated with something else where you could basically create like a stream of payments instead of a lump sum yeah you could you could create a stream and then it could get cut off i think even <clears throat> excuse me i think even a couple of the proposals have the funding in tranches um based on deliverables so they wouldn't get the full amount of money unless they were hitting their deliverables and then they, they had reputable people on the multi-sig although um you never know how that goes these days um but yeah so yeah i mean i think there's there's definitely like you know ponzi flow like your your point is like oversight over the grant would right. add more accountability to the process Maybe. and likely increase the success of the project now for example like we had a grants program at tfl um and we had an we had oversight over all of those grants right like poppy would follow up with the projects what are you doing have you deployed the money effectively um you know the reality is giving people money following up with them and ensuring that they do what they said they were going to do and deliver on time. Um, that's not a decentralized function. That's, you know, that's, or if it is, no one's figured out how to do it decentralized yet. Um, no, yeah. And right now Completely. the the money, the, the money goes out with like no hook, right? There's no pullback. Um, but even, even on that front, like, I mean, are you regardless of that? You know, why, why does, why would the community pay for all of the expenses of a project to get 10% of that project's proceeds back um, if, which will only be worth something if that project is a major success and uh, you know, ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent of all projects won't be. Like, is that is that even a valid use of community funds? Uh, what, I want to bring up one mechanism of... for that. And it's Go called ahead, capital. It's called private equity, and they're pretty good at it. I, I want to bring up another point too, and I've seen this mentioned a lot. Uh, big shout out to Nacho Don, who's brought this point up multiple times, loudly and clearly, but. The whenever these people are getting these grants, they're it's denominated in Luna. Um, and I wonder if there's not a way that we can, if a community grant does come through and, and whether it's for profit or or it's a, a public good that maybe isn't profitable, there's a way that we can denominate it in like a US dollar figure or a local currency figure or whatever it is. Uh, still send them Luna, of course, but then we don't have the issue where it's like, you have someone like um, TFM, and I don't mean to pick on TFM because I think they, they've done a, a pretty decent job of like continuing to build throughout the shitstorm, but they got 1.6 million Luna when it's $2 or you know under $2 or whatever. But let's say 
you know, that, that doesn't, that expands their runway to three years or two years. And then all of a sudden Luna goes up to $10. Well, now they've 10 X and it's, it's eaten into the community pool and created, you know, a 10 X in a basically sell side pressure. Right. Whereas if they would have just said, Hey, we want, you know, we need 2 million or, or 2.5 million or whatever their proposal was in us dollar figure, then we can kind of adjust. So that can be, um, like a, like, if we if we have that stream or that tranche, like we can adjust the Luna figure based on the dollar value. It, yeah, I mean, like that's a problem as well. It'd be a good problem. I hope we have that problem. Um, you know, the other point I don't think I made is it's just anti-competitive as well. Um, so why? Why, if a good project is out there and they've raised the money, either that or they're bootstrapping, they're being responsible and they're bootstrapping, they now have to compete against these other projects. They're both for-profit projects. One of them is taking money from the community pool, so has zero cost of funding. And then the other one is either bootstrapping or they've raised money and they've diluted themselves to do that. So it, it doesn't make sense for the community to try to pick the winners there. I guess like a, a counter argument to that, uh, maybe let's take the example of various protocol that were up here on stage. Maybe Philip might want to talk to it, but um, you know they're in the liquid staking derivative game with some peripheral, with some additional products around the outside. I think they received uh, sixteen thousand lunar as part of their um, that was part of the emergency builder allocation versus. Like Stada, for example, who received I don't know four hundred fifty thousand Luna, um, and I guess like, well, I guess Philip might say uh, they thinks that that's probably unfair because it's given Stada an unfair advantage in in, in that particular game. Um, obviously, that won't necessarily be the same sort of issue going forward because you're going to have like different pro uh, protocols operating in different spaces. But just an example. Yeah, and I think. And I think Philip would be right if he said that. Ah, uh, no, that I, I, I don't think it. so, really. So, like, what about like the, Backbone? You see, um, when like when the Backbone Labs, right, who's like building their entire liquid staking derivative with like three thousand dollars, should they get money too? And where does that end? So you see, um, I, I don't think that the emergency allocation, um. So it's how, unfair like, or something like that. And that's Chris, why I think it, it only Chris, works with like public. Chris, good, public can, can, you, can you hear Philip? No, I can't. Can you guys? Yes. He was trying to trying to respond. Oh, sorry. I'll turn my mic off. Okay. So um, I don't think that the emergency grant allocation yeah, was quite unfair. Uh, for us, for example, uh, back then, um, really our pitch was, wasn't the vision that we have right now for liquid staking. And this is what we want, what we propose for the community, um, especially with the context of Alliance. Um, I, I think um, that the community needs a liquid staking derivative that is uh, partly owned by the community. And um, our goal really is to do it without a token and without um, this kind of raising funds. And we want to bring the biggest value for the Terra uh, community as possible. Um, but in the current yeah, economy, as uh, Ryan also said, uh, it's it's super difficult. If we look at the numbers, uh, Terra has uh, around 5,000 active wallets interacting with smart contracts, while 
um, Osmosis has 50,000. Um, it, it is really difficult to build on Terra because it's still a ghost chain. We have a lot of empty blocks. There's nothing happening. And in my opinion, and that's what makes me so bullish on Terra, was always the big 10% um, allocation for developers um, when the chain was, the Terra 2 chain was proposed. Um, because it, it allows to build, rebuild this whole DeFi ecosystem. And of course, um, it, it will always be something like we, we throw shit at the wall and something will stick and something will not stick and we will have bad investments and good investments. And similar to, to how the emergency allocation went, um, I think something like this is really difficult. And of course, the VC route is, is a great um, option to do that. Um, but this leads um, to the development and being fully funded by VCs. And that also means that all protocols are, are owned by VCs or partly owned by VCs. And they are usually um, always going for most profitable solution. And that means uh, some kind of tokenomics that always takes some kind of yield away from the users. And this is something we don't want to do. We want to provide some kind of value for the yeah, for, for the whole Terra ecosystem. And this is what we are proposing. And we, we had a lot of uh, Twitter um, talks about um, what we are building um, and want to provide really the most modern and visionary um, liquid staking economy uh, for Terra. And with the context of Alliance, um, I think it makes sense um, to support this. I think Chris is having some technical no, I, I can hear I can hear that. And so can you guys hear me now? Yeah. yeah, just let yes. me know if I'm talking over anyone because yeah, I couldn't hear hear Philip at first. But uh, yeah, I totally get that. And and like where we disagree, it probably is philosophically. I think that in a bear market when no funding's available, um, strip down to two or three people, you bootstrap, uh, you do it as your night job, and you build until you have enough money to cover your expenses, and then you scale up after that. Like I just don't see how. Um, I think it was, uh, I don't know how many how many people were on the Eris team. I think it was eight or nine. So correct me no, if I'm no. wrong. Oh, no, we, we, are, we are not as many. Um, but you, you're totally right. And this, this is what will happen in the future if, if uh, projects will not get funded. That would mean that many people that uh, quit their jobs, some, someone like me, for example, I also quit in, in February, March of 2021 or uh, 2022 was it and yeah and we will have to take our time somewhere else because it's not profitable on to develop on terror right now of course we can do the minimum um, to 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 keep it running and maybe develop some some features here and there but um it would be better in my opinion if when the bull market comes back and it probably will come back so someday if it's in one year or in two years and that we have this kind of economy available. So we have some of the other teams up here as well, uh, Terra Poker and uh, Ermi's protocol. Um, I'd like to hear from, from you guys as well on kind of your proposal and what you think of like your justification for the community grants and uh, all that fun jazz. Let's start with, let's start with uh, Terra Poker since you unmuted first. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, uh, really appreciate this group. Um, just putting things together. Um, so I'm relatively new to this Terra ecosystem. Um, and so when our team we set out and 
decided to start Terra Poker, it was actually almost at the eve of the collapse. So um, we kept our heads down and we just said, let's let's keep developing. And um, and so we finally went live in September. And then, um, and that's where we're kind of at today. So um, just to talk about, so um, the, the only reason why I say that is because um, I do hope that um, that I'll be further educated from where the members of the community is coming from. Um, but just my, just from my understanding of what I think the community pool was meant to actually do was to um, support and help community protocols that are developing and are making good record in, um, in uh, you know, making their mark on the ecosystem, right? And, um, and as everyone has so aptly has mentioned, you know, we we um, we're not seeing a lot of action really happen on Terra. And so when we kind of came around and said, you know, we want to um, keep building here, um, that's that's kind of that's kind of where we are at the moment. And we thought that it would be better for us to come to the community after releasing a product, after showing what we're capable of doing. And then, and then introducing our future roadmap. So, um, so I think that that's where we're coming from. Um, again, the the Terra ecosystem does seem a little um, um, uh, broken at the moment. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but um, but we we do think that um, that the community should, or or at least the community should have a view that. Um, for those protocols that have gone into their own pockets and have delivered, and are making somewhat of a attraction on the uh, on the ecosystem, should should receive some sort of uh, some sort of support. Um, and so I think I think as to what Ryan Lyon said earlier in the uh, in the talk, I thought uh, I thought that, that was a really good point. Is that we we uh, we need to um, we're asking for for uh, for help at this point. And um, and I know that there's been just a lot of feedback on on um, you know having our own tokens, and that seems to be one of the bigger um, issues. Um, so I'm just I I uh, I think that we are ready to kind of move this into a proposal early next week. But um, but I'm also willing to um, do our own um, talk as well, so that I could just kind of really formulate and. Um, and be a bit more eloquent than I actually am right now um, to our community and to also explain our proposal. But I'd be uh, I'd be happy to take any more questions. But for me, I think um, I think the origin of the um, the origin of the proposal really came from um, understanding that the community pool should be used as a public good, um, like Chris has mentioned, um, but in also to support uh, community uh, community projects that are um, that are uh, making strides and making good momentum and actually really showing that we are actually doing something um, rather than just uh, selling you guys on ideas, right? So um, so that's where um, I'll just leave it at that. I'm really happy to take more questions, but I'll just leave it at that at the moment, Tara. Yeah, and um, just a quick question, Pokerman. I don't know your name. Uh, what's the the total amount you're asking for and... Uh, just very quickly, what are you planning to use it for? Very quickly. Yeah, sorry, I seem to be a little verbose, but uh, but we are asking for a three hundred uh, thousand in uh, in installments of 
100K over the next three months. Um, that is not just funding for three months. Um, we are, uh, that's just to help us to um, get runway and we'll be uh, hopefully self-sustainable um, after that. Um, we're going to be releasing a big tournament uh, style game event that will be coming up um, at the end of this month. And uh, so we're, we're mostly hands on deck on that at the moment. Excellent. Thank you. Um, let's hear from Chino Man of Hermes Protocol. Hermes Protocol, sir, you've been patient. We appreciate it. Hey, hey. Yeah, thanks. Um, appreciate the, the opportunity. Um, yeah, so um, it, there, there's a lot of a lot of points. And um, I mean, I, I think we might have just written the biggest <laughs> grant proposal uh so there's there's a lot to, to to digest uh i'll do my best to not do a deep dive uh, on every single thing but i i do want to i do want to say one thing um people find and experiment ecosystems where things are novel they they people came to terra to see if anchor was real and when they created their uh, Terra Station uh, wallet and they sent some funds in and so on and so forth, and they saw that there was no lock-in and they could take their money out at any point in time, they saw, okay, well, you know, there's no way this can be a Ponzi, right? So um, I'll put my trust in this. Uh, that is what brought people to Terra. However, what made people stay was the user experience. Right. So the thing is, you may have the greatest thing. You can, you can be the next magician that invents the golden machine or whatever. But if the user experience sucks, then people are going to eventually become frustrated and leave. And uh, being on Terra from almost the very beginning, uh, I, I believe we found Terra in uh, February of last year. Uh, I mean, Anchor didn't even launch then. Uh, it was really just a few weeks be before. Um, there were a lot of things that we saw. I mean, even myself, uh, I was I was helping the community out in the in the Terra Discord, um, and a lot of what we have built with Hermes came from this feedback from the community. So, what were the pain points? And um, we saw the first crash of Terra in the first May, not this last one. Um, and what that showed us was that liquidations are bad for everyone, right? And so we we thought, okay, how can we make this better um, for for everyone, and also improving the user experience on a significant level. Uh, for for everybody else, for any other number of things, um, we, we, when we saw the 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 second hackathon being announced on Terra, we figured, okay, great, this is our opportunity to show our worth, to build something for this ecosystem that we love. Let's go ahead and 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 build something. Um, we weren't sure what it was, uh, but eventually we had the idea to build Hermes. Then back then, the the idea was very simple and raw. Let's just build notifications. We can read the blockchain data in real time. And whenever, you know, something that matters to someone happens, we let those people know. And instead of just notifying on our platform and forcing people to go to our website every day, we will go to where people are. This can be Telegram or Twitter or Discord. 
even Slack, I don't give a damn. Um, and, and but because this was the sole purpose of the project, we knew, okay, well, you know, we can build this out. Great. Uh, we can offer it, but that that's not going to be sustainable. Uh, so, you know, let's, let's charge a, a fee for this. Let, let's do a stake, uh, subscribe to uh, stake to subscribe something that uh, no project had done then. Um, that that's what we thought but then what we realized is okay well um this you, you're you're not gonna convince your parents to pay a subscription to get notifications notifications should be something that the applications have by themselves when you create an account on binance or ebay you do not pay binance or ebay to get notifications you just get an email when someone buys your stuff or when you receive money and that's it it's it should be part of the dap but be, building decentralized applications and social networks it's not a good match uh and if you don't want to dox your users by collecting email addresses that's also another problem right so it took us quite some time basically by the end of uh, 2021 to realize what we needed to do in order for Hermes protocol to have a future that would be self-sustainable. But yes, it was extremely ambitious. I will give that reason to anyone here that says you guys are, you know, you're pipe dreaming. This is not something you should build on a bear. Listen, I get all that. And I'm not an ex-Microsoft. I'm not an ex-Apple or whatever. Uh, I mean, sure, I have worked at some companies with some name, but I'm not some guy from uh, LA or whatever. So um, taking my own personal investment in Luna uh, back in from, from last year, um, me uh, and the other co-founders have decided to use our own personal funds to build something that we believed in, that we knew that people would like, and uh, just prove that it would be uh, worth eventually to use, to invest, and do whatever. That was our decision. We knew that we needed to be bootstrapped, and we did that. So with that in mind, we hired a ton of people last year, just merely two or three months before the crash, to build Hermes. Okay, and, and, and Chino, we're, yeah. we're gonna, yeah. we'll, um, for the sake of, of letting everybody get in here, um, just quickly, can you just summarize and we'll come back to you, what is the uh, amount that you're asking for in the proposal? And then very quickly, what do you plan to do with, with the funds? Very quickly. Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, I, I get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, we are asking uh, 200k Luna. Um, the reason for this amount is actually for the the, the dollar denomination. So uh, we actually agree here that these things should be denominated in dollars. Um, and we have actually written down a note for that. But anyway, uh, that's how much we are asking. Uh, now for what we are proposing to build, um, just give me one quick second. Damn it. Uh, because it's it's quite a few things. Uh, there we go. So first, um, the peer-to-peer -peer 
trade uh, interface and, and, and the related documentation. Uh, just to very quickly clarify this, the peer-to-peer -peer, uh, smart contracts uh, are done. Uh, they are much more capable than all the other solutions currently in the market. And this is not just to, bo to boast. It, we have made our peer-to-peer -peer contracts in a way that makes sense to be used as a Lego piece. So all the peer-to-peer -peer smart contracts you have right now uh, they all benefit one DAP. They they benefit uh, one project. They are done with that single project in mind. Other people can tap into it, but they have no financial benefit to do that. We we made it possible. So the the same way Anchor protocol was used to 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 make other DAPs as well. Anyway, uh, moving forward, that's why also why documentation is important, obviously, so that people know how to integrate it. Anyway, moving on, um, multiple Twitter bots for any number of important uh, alerts. So from the get go, we wanted to build our project to be as scalable as possible. We can literally process millions of transactions without having to worry about scalability. Uh, this had a huge overhead, um, but we are at a point where we can literally have hundreds or thousands of Twitter accounts, Telegram bots, or whatever you, you want to call on whichever platforms, and we can make, make it all work. Um, so we, as a proof of concept, we, uh, we have created a couple of accounts uh, on Twitter um, that will start being live uh, next week. Uh, the, the Terra uh, governance polls and the Terra governance votes for validators in Wales. Uh, and we will keep releasing more and more um, accounts uh, as well. Uh, again, these are automated accounts. These are not like chatbot accounts that fake engagement or anything. These are accurately labeled uh, accounts and people basically can turn on their Twitter notifications for, for these things. And they can, of course, share the, the tweets on other um, social media as well. Um, anyway. Um, okay. So the, All right. Yeah. That's, that's a good summary for now. And I'm sure we'll, we'll get back to you, Jared. I'm, I'm going to let, you, deliverable. I'm gonna let <laughs> okay. you jump the line, Jared, because uh, Jared's with TFL and he's had his hand up. I see sure. you, Shroot. I see you, Kuji, Convict, and I see you, ES. We will get to you. But Jared, please go ahead. Yeah, I, I just want to provide like some data from earlier because I'm I'm particularly susceptible to like uh, um to, to being to being empathetic to builders in the community. Like that's what I spend most of my time working with. Like I think Gina and I have talked a lot. Um, Philip and I have spoken a lot over over at Eris. Um, Turpo can reach out any time, you know. Um, I like the project actually a lot. Uh, but I but I just want to provide some like data from a snapshot here. So between February and May last year, so about a four-month period, like here are just some numbers from from us doing grants. There were six funded projects for a total of five hundred thousand for all six. To get that five hundred thousand dollars of value. We had to go through ten to the e forty six worth of worth of grant applications. So that's a quindecillion, uh, if if you can imagine that number. Um, you know, type it out ten, then follow it by forty six zeros um, on your computer. There, it's it's humongous. So we had to go through through that <laughs> those those requests to get that small return. In the projects that we funded, um, I think you'd be surprised to find. Uh, who wasn't included, so who was like denied grants. So here are just some notable projects who were denied grants. Seton, Bedrock, 
eLiquidity, PFC, Terra Builders Alliance, uh, Momentum Free, White Whale, Ironstar, CoinHaul. So just reviewing this data, I, I found that being rejected for a grant was more likely to, an organization was more likely to have a presence on Terra 2 and a currently building team than if a team had been given a grant. I just thought that was an interesting data point. Excellent. Um, let's also hear from, I think ES was here and then Kuji Convict and then Shroot. Yeah, hi. Um, thanks for letting me speak. Um, yeah, I don't want to come across too overly um, kind of self-righteous here, um, but I guess I'd be asking for money if I was in the same situation as a lot of these teams. But for me, the fact is that there's no market place in in terror there's there's this false perception i think that that the community is still banding together but in actual fact for me that there is very little community and the fact is like it or not that people are still here because of the vesting structure probably now i don't really feel that it's um appropriate in any way shape or form to be giving um, community pool value, our our money effectively, to teams that are um, copy pasting LSDs to their heart's content, or um, haven't proven themselves in the market as a as a standalone business. Now, it, it just doesn't make sense to me <clears throat> at all that we should allow a grant to a to a, um, a team that hasn't proven itself. That effectively will um, drain the community pool of um, some funds, and then um, could quite easily disappear. Um, just doesn't make sense to me. You know, a if a team needs to, um, if a team needs to justify a position around a grant, then they should launch a product that's worthy of bringing new users into the ecosystem, or or or, or fuck off, frankly. Um, it just doesn't it, it it just doesn't make sense to me at all that we should be even considering the majority of um uh proposals that that that, that i've seen they should be be completely rejected and the community poll should be very uh, rigorously defended and policed such that where a grant is approved is given to a, um, a team that has that has proven itself as a standalone business in the ecosystem without sucking it dry. Now that may come across as harsh, but that's just my my view of things. Well, thank you, ES. We appreciate the feedback as we do all of the community members. Looks like uh, Chris and, and Pokerman wanna respond to that. So let's let's hear from them. Actually, I'll give my space to Shroot. I wanted to go after Shroot. He's been waiting, he or she. Oh, sure. Uh, well, actually, Kuji Convict was here first, so Kuji. Yeah, I just, I just want to, I want to, I want to get back in at least one more time when everyone when we get to you, those three. Kuji Convict. Okay, so hello everyone. Um, I actually uh, have no affiliation with Kuji. I just uh, got wrapped in the hype about like six months ago, and uh, well, a they're a closed chain, so I have no, you know, they're doing their own thing. First of all. In terms of the community pool and making sure that 
it actually goes off. This is kind of a thing. I do work for um, like a federal agency in the United States. And the main thing that we do have to push for is performance of our workers. So, you know, every day we have to measure and look for and try and actually push the team to actually attain better numbers and better goals. And I do feel that even though that we are community-based, you know, in the Cosmos, Terra, and there's different types of chains going on right now, there has to be some sort of central leadership of the community pool, a centralized person that has to be accountable for making sure that these teams perform in the sense uh, for, and also there should be some sort of metric of like, we're giving you this amount of money. We want to see at least this amount of the project achieved or some sort of time lapse or some sort of timetable to go forward. Um, frankly, the only team that I've seen that has really performed is actually only the Terra Docs team in terms of like actually transforming the website and actually trying to push forward of the image of Terra after the downfall. But there, um, I do very much agree with the sentiment that since the community grants have been given out, you know, there a lot of the teams I, I frankly don't know, and who I do know is like white whale or something for some reason i just know their name and i know their project versus let's say something like an angel protocol or let's see even like a hermes or maybe even an heiress uh in terms of actually like getting protocols to perform um i very much see just like the same types of projects from the pre-collapse just trying to move forward post-collapse and frankly, there should be, instead of just having some sort of uh, storage of value, such as staking or such as, you know, type of thing, there should be a way more focus on upon getting a more decentralized aspect of Terra. Because that's what brought me to the whole project of UST. Actually, that's what it brought me and a lot of people, um, you know, in my organization to the project is having a way to put our money, put our value into Terra in a way that cannot be exactly tracked. And that is just based upon the, you know, just the ledger and cryptocurrency. Um, frankly, we should be pushing a, so let me just recap. A, we need to push for performance for the community grants. And also there needs to be timetables based on the metrics of what they want to set out to do. And also just simply not just keeping these teams from the pre-collapse going forward. There needs to be and either it's like you haven't performed. All right, you're out of the community or, you know, there needs to be some sort of managerial style and change up that needs to go on. Shout out to the Terra Docs. You guys are doing great. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kuji Convict. We appreciate you and your input. Uh, Shroot, you've been waiting patiently. Also, Black Trader was here and then had his hand raised and then left. So we'll we'll go Shroot and then Black Trader. Yeah, I mean, I I think ES echoed a lot of like what what my thoughts were on as far as like community funds. And I always kind of seen community funds being like Shark Tank, right? Like someone has to come pitch me an idea, and I have to be super skeptical if I'm going to invest my money. And it's almost like community pools have become. Uh, you know, like politicians tax revenue, right? Like you could just spend it into oblivion because it's not your money and it doesn't matter. Well, that's that's not the case. And so I, I, I echo what Chris said, where public, funding public goods 
great. Love it. We should continue to do that. And if a team shows that they're capable of providing the services, things like uh, Terrascope is awesome. Like, how are they going to generate revenue? Fine with paying for things like that. That stack dot or stake dot tax or whatever it's called. Great. Love the product. But all these other things, if you can't prove that you can go out and fundraise either VC or, you know, if you really believe in yourself, freaking taking out a mortgage on your house um, and, and, and putting in some, you know, elbow grease and work to get to a place where someone else is going to fund you. I, I think coming and, and sticking your hand out for, you know, essentially free money. I think we need to move away from this whole free money aspect of it. Um, I did like the one tweet. I'm not sure who it was. I don't know if Ryan, if you referred to it earlier, the one where it was like, hey, uh, grants are going to be capped unless you come to us and you say you can, you know, validate and show like, hey, I've gotten 100K from a VC to at XYZ valuation and, and this, that and the other thing. I think that's a really good, that's promising to use community funds on that because that shows that someone has done some due diligence and, you know, maybe done a little bit of the legwork as far as, uh, you know, vetting a project or the team. Um, but I think the gravy days of just, you know, and I'm not trying to be blunt, but, you know, sticking your hand out and just getting free money. Like, I mean, there's shit I've built, like I've worked my, you know, 40, 50 hour work week or whatever, 60 hours, and then coming home and, and working on my own projects. And like, I mean, yeah, it sucks that, you know, all this shit happened, but I mean, a lot of people lost a lot of money in crypto too. And it's not like the community is requesting, you know, airdrops from the community pool to, you know, cover expenses or things like that. So I, I don't know, maybe there's some way where, if, you know, if, uh, say I have $50,000 in my personal savings, maybe I come to the community pool and say, Hey, will you match me dollar for dollar? And I'm going to throw my $50,000 into a multi-stake that's controlled by the community. And I'll bet on myself uh, at, you know, you know, potentially doubling my funding for what I'm trying to build. So again, I, I don't know what the solution is, but it's not just constantly handing out funds. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what anyone has to say to respond to that, but. Yeah, can I jump in there? Go ahead. Uh, so, hey guys, this is Shaw from Orbital Command. And, um, you know, I'm going to be brief because I know there's other people want to talk. But what I would suggest, I mean, it's tough to be in a validator's shoes because I feel like we're stewards of the whole community and everyone that's delegating to us. And, you know, so every time one of these decisions comes up, I feel like I need to be making the best or we need to be making the best decisions for the community. And, I don't think it's black and white. I mean, I, I hear what Chris is saying and I like the, I mean, on paper, I think the idea of keeping the community fund just for strictly public tools or public goods is like a, a very simple idea. But the reality is, I think as, you know, as a, a, um, a lover of this community and this ecosystem, I don't want to create a situation where it's just TFL that's building and we're all reliant on TFL and what they do for the success of Luna 2.0. I like the idea of a situation where there are people that are builders and they want to come to this space and they're not TFL and they have a great idea and they want to build it. And I want to be supportive of that and not dismissive of that. So I don't think it's black and white, but at the same, to at the same time, I think there's been a lot of great ideas that have come up in this discussion that we should probably just aggregate all of these ideas to come up with a good set of rules that will be useful like maybe if you're a protocol with your own token 
uh, you can't get a grant that's greater than $20,000 or $30,000 because theoretically you're supposed to be funding yourself with your own token and your project with the revenues of your thing. I think the other ideas that have been great that came up were the US dollar denominated loans. I think having installments, it should be maybe mandatory for all uh, grants because why not? Why not have installments, payment installments that are based on deliverables? Like, so basically what I'm saying is, why don't we take all of the great ideas that are coming out of this space, maybe make some kind of document that says, hey, these are kind of the, the, the recommended guidelines for community grants. And, you know, there's caps on these types of proposals. There is all of these things that we want to see in your thing. And that way, you know, when a proposal comes up that's asking for like $500,000 in one installment and, you know, is like really vague, then, you know, it's an easy thing for the community and the validators to kind of say, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know, that's my two cents is why don't we come up with a protocol, a set of things that maybe can help make this a little bit easier for process moving forward. Yeah, and I do think, I do think there's room for like some sort of RFP process that like, if it's something that people really want, then why not have people have multiple bids? And I mean, it doesn't necessarily always have to go to the cheapest, but to have some competition as far as like, hey, I would really like X, Y, Z, and that would really benefit, you know, the community. I think putting things like that out there uh, would be also something that's, you know, useful as far as, you know, soliciting for work rather than, you know, potentially having work come to uh, the community pool. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. But and then but when you solicit work, ideally like you're you're paying someone to build something that you think the community needs, right? Um that's almost like you're contracting out for someone to come in and build something. Um and this is how much we're willing to pay for it. I think, you know, going back to what, what Shaw said, and Shaw, good to hear from you. It's been a while. Um the um I get the sentiment, right? Like TFL doesn't want to be the only one building apps on this chain either. Uh, I think the part that I take issue with is, is that no one has any examples, or I can't think of any examples where successful businesses were paid by getting free handouts to build them. And in the, in the, as part of like, like paying people to come to your chain, it only works until someone else pays them more. Right. And so are they still there when someone else comes with a bigger bid? If they are very successful, what's keep what's to keep them them just going in and getting the bigger bid later? Right. We saw this on Solana recently, right? When things are down on Solana, now their teams are moving their NFTs over to Polygon. Um and so you're buying customers, basically, is what it is when you pay people to come build on your chain. And if Terra is going to be successful, it's not going to be by buying customers, it's going to be by um, organically developing the apps and the tools that, that make Terra, once again, a great place to build. And then the question becomes like, so if you don't agree with that and you're like, well, sometimes you just need to buy customers, the question becomes, well, why buy speculative customers? I mean, Polygon buys customers, right? But at least they get a fucking Nike logo when they do it. Um, and so if, if we're just buying projects, then... I think we could probably go find less speculative ones to invest in as well. I just want to add uh, that uh, I, I completely agree with what Shaw has mentioned in regards to 
how we should work towards having clear structures on like what kind of rule sets the the, the projects uh, should obey to apply for funds um, because it has been a, a monumental effort uh, for us to uh, see uh, or, or think and decide how can we make something that pleases everybody um you know with the deliverables making sure it's the dollar denominated making sure that it's a loan and not a handout uh making sure that we cover all the sustainability aspects so people can see that while we are public goods we still are trying to make ourselves sustainable so that we can pay back the loan and so on and so forth but i feel like as much as i try to please everybody um i'm 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 kind of like um trying to go for for my own tail like a, a dog just spinning but you're uh, but, like but Chino, man i'm sorry dude your project is not a public good how's your project a public good if you're keeping 80 percent of the revenue that is not a public whoa, good whoa, 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 whoa calm down what do you mean you said your project is a public good right yeah Didn't absolutely a public good it can't be a public good and a private company at the same time, unless I'm just super confused. A public good, as far as I'm concerned, is something that is of use for everybody and it's free. And it can be used by projects and, and users and whatever. Like our notifications cost zero to, to, to nobody. It costs zero to businesses. It costs zero to users. Anybody can tap into it. Uh, like 100% for free. You don't have to spend your developer time and, 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 and effort to build your own bots, to build your own uh, notification systems uh, at all. Like that's, it's 100% for free. I don't, okay, so, I, so, where did you even free. see those 80%? But it's not well, notification. But wait, well, yeah, Sorry? because the, the community proposal isn't for notifications. It's for a number of items that have revenue attached to them, right? Which you're keeping the majority of. So the the so the the, the peer to peer uh, transactions uh, we 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 put uh, a fee on it so that we can well obviously be able to maintain it uh, but we are uh, we have added a revenue sharing model to it so that it is incentivized for other projects to use them instead of building their own peer-to-peer -peer, uh, um, contracts and then having them audited, which just further exhausts the, the, all the audit grants that are given and so on and so forth. Um, th there's a lot of aspects to it, but just in a nutshell, um, aside from that, um, uh, I mean, Yes, there there are a lot of things that we have added uh, in the deliverables for our project. Um, I mean, we we we're we're trying to basically um, uh, how do I say this? Like covering the aspects of communication and making sure that the user experience is as best as it can be, like making sure that DeFi can be as useful as CeFi is um, and as usable and so, and, and so on. Uh, these are the things that we are, that we are tapping in and trying to, to allow people to have. The, the, the chat is free. Um, 
And I mean, I, I can talk about the other things, but I would be here talking for an hour. Hey, can I just, so I have one like global kind of comment to make, and that is, and I'm going to be 100% real here. I think without UST, there is no clear reason to build on Terra right now. Like, why would you choose Terra? There's tons of other chains. Why would you specifically choose a chain that has a tarnished reputation, you know, whether or not you believe it was deliberate or unintentional, or just happenstance. I think most of us that are here think it was just happenstance, but that's the reality the situation, right? And the, you know, a lot of us, I think, believe in TFL and who they are and, and their cap capacity to build and make something great here. But at, at some point, we're speculating that TFL is going to release some dApps uh, that are going to make and do release some things in the future that are going to make Terra an amazing place to build on once again. You know, right now it's not there. And so I think like the question that we have to ask ourselves, like when we're thinking about the community fund, even at its most basic degree, is like, do we want to send a message to the builders out there like Hermes, like Terra Poker, like whoever that's TF TFM that's been building throughout the bear? Do we want to send the message in like, hey, you know, you're on your own, go fuck yourself. Or do we want to say, hey, we want to support you. We want to try to help and support you. And I think that's the bottom line. That's the question. And whether or not we agree on the details, maybe we make it only a $10,000 grant or a $5,000 grant. Maybe that's not enough to keep them around, but at least it shows them like, hey, we want you guys around. We're happy that you're here. You're building. You believe in the system. Uh, I think that's the fundamental question, right? And then we just work on the details. Yeah, I just want to echo on that from um, our perspective. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess for me, I'm, I'm just personally failing to see what the purpose of the community pool is if it's not out there to help builders who are committed to building on Terra. And, and, um, and just as so many have said already, like ES, Black Terra, uh, Convict has already said, like, um, and and I'm gonna do a shameless plug in here, but um, but but we are performance driven. We are the ones that are coming up and saying, "Listen, what we've built so far, um, it 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 is taking up majority of transactions. It is taking up majority of trade volume in the system. Although we may be the only one that's there right now, but um, but we are coming up to a product. Uh, we are coming up to the community with a with a viable product, and and saying this is what we've made so far um but if the community pool is not uh going to be helping the builders and people who are staying on the uh, on the terra chain and saying that we want to stay committed and see users come back and and here are great tools that could be used but tools go only as far as dApps that are actually that they're you know that they're being analyzed on, right? So analytic tools are only as good as the 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 underscoring dApps are. And so, um, so yes, it is a shameless plug, but but um, but I do think that there has to be something to be said for teams who are coming up with good products already, who have already gone deep into their pockets, and who have already delivered and has potential to to deliver again. Just want to make that clear. Hi guys, Rebel DeFi here of Orbital Command and TFM. It was good to hear Sha up speaking. And um, one thing that's sort of been mooted today, um, as far as I'm aware, is not actually technically possible. Um, taking or requesting community funding in a USD denominated value. 
And when TFM put our request in, it, it was only possible to request Luna. Um, and I think Pantera maybe just got a bit muddled up with the numbers. At the time we put the request in, we requested it wasn't 1.6 million Luna. It was $1.6 million, which at that time was 1 million Luna. Um, and then a week later, when the proposal passed, and thanks everyone for the support on that, the USD value of that 1 million Luna had gone down to 1.3. Um, so yeah, at the moment, it's just Luna. Maybe Jared can add some sort of information to this, but yeah, we can only request Luna. Thank you. Gotcha. Sorry about that. I was looking at a somebody's tweet and they didn't have the de denomination, so I just assumed it was Luna. Uh, let's go to Jope. Jope Van Sprundel. Hi, guys. Good evening from this side. Uh, I just have a question for Jared and also for Chris. Uh, what's the impact if we lock the community pool? That's my main question. If we lock the community pool? Yes. I don't know. I think some builders would leave for sure. Like to what, what was the question? Shaw said. I think the question, I think the question, if I heard it correctly, was what would happen if we locked the community pool? That's correct. That was the question. Yeah, I think some I think some teams would leave. Um, I think they rely on it for funding. All right. Um, the floor is open. We we do have some requests from uh, Ponzi Flow and Kuji, Convict and Sean, but people need to leave the stage if they're done speaking for me to let them back on. So if you get kicked, don't take it personally. Quinn, go ahead. Yeah, I was. I'm. I think the fifty second highest ranked Luna influencer right now, and I just want to let you guys know that um, before I speak, so you know where I'm coming from. But um, the, the thing that would be hard for me to do as a team right now, if I was thinking of building for Luna, is that I don't know exactly what the Terraform Labs official vision is. I don't know where they're going. The way that we did when we had Anchor and the way that we did when we had Mirror and we had these um, kind of DeFi primitives or building blocks that other people could take and swirl together and make some new configuration and some novel thing out of. And we, we understand the interchain alliance is coming, but a lot of what TFL is doing seems being played close to the test, close to the chest and a lot of building very quietly, I'm sure making some really cool stuff, but it makes it hard for, not just for developers, I think, to find a good product fit, not just for market, but for the ecosystem. But same thing for community members who, and validators who might want to vote on these projects is are we picking something that's going to offer something that Luna 2.0 needs? Are we picking something that is going to mesh with that new vision? Because whatever it is that Terraform Labs is coming up with, I, I'm sure it's going to be an interesting DeFi machine of some kind, whatever it is, are we picking things that aren't going to work with it anyway? Is it a waste of time and money as a community for us to contribute to protocols that are not informed and aren't going to plug in the way that, you know, protocols were starting to plug in and use what TFL had done. So I, so I think it's a little bit, you know, um, because we know that TFL are innovators and they're probably working on some hot stuff. 
how, you know, it's almost like the best thing we do as a community is just wait, wait for TFL to show their hand and, and release stuff and tell us what the vision is. Anything else might be a bit premature, although it's nice to see some activity on the chain thanks to things like Terra Poker, which absolutely should be on Monk, by the way. But thank you for your time. Yeah, I can talk to that a little bit. I mean, I think I, I thought we'd been kind of transparent about what we're building. I thought it was all out there. So on the app side, you know, we're building things that make it easier to build and run a protocol on Terra. So that's Warp, um, which is kind of revolutionary in its ability to allow um, protocols to decentralize all of their bots and any kind of automation tasks that they're currently doing centralized right now. Um, it opens up a lot of unique use cases, a lot of which are not capable of being done on Ethereum and won't be able to be done on Ethereum until they formulate and pass um, this account abstraction um, EIP that they've been talking about. The other thing that we're working on, we kind of have like two different teams. We have an, we have an apps team that's working on apps for Terra. And then we have the R&D team, which is working on new... Um, it's working on Interchain Alliance, it's working on Feather, and it's working on a new cross-chain station. So um, in the case of those, you might wonder like, hey, well, how does that bring value to Terra and what do we build on Terra to support that vision? And you know, I think the, the Luna token will be involved in it. It'll bring more value to the Luna token, it'll bring more volume to the Luna token, it'll bring more people um, to Terra to get the token. And so, um, I think that's where where you, you could start formulating ideas around what the best things to build are. The reality is what the ecosystem needs are apps that bring users and bring transactions, right? Or liquidity, um, either volume in terms of users or liquidity. And so we, we should be evaluating based on that. Um, and so like, I, you know, I think people have said it multiple times, like Terra Poker is, is actually, they are actually bringing people on. Um, but the reality is we're in a bear market and like, this is the worst time we're gonna sell. We're gonna sell Luna when it's lowest to fund a team that has 14 people on it, right? Like the question for the Terra Poker team, poker team, have you like, how big was your team at the DPET? Like, have you guys downsized? Because it doesn't feel like a team size and the type of investment to make in a bear market where you're trying to hold that many people on a team so again it's like if it was like someone someone built an app and they were scraping it together with three people and they got a bunch of user volume on it then maybe you say like okay look these guys these guys have proven traction and we want to invest in this project to help it scale but right now you look at the the size of the development teams that are being asked hermes protocol like a, I'm, a, I'm not trying to call you out but you've got nine people building nine different projects so like the community grant proposal is for like, like it's hard enough to build one good project or one good product. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just, they're, they're just problematic proposals. Yeah, just to grow on that, I think that that's one of the biggest feedback that we've been getting. Um, the, the team has not decreased in size because um, that is kind of what we've kind of started off with. And then, like I said earlier, um, that's when the crash actually happened. Now, um, it took us six deaths to get 
us where we are at the moment, right? Um, and so that is something that we will have to definitely think about at a strategic way um, in the long term. But as of right now, just for complete transparency, like we we are a team of 14, of which uh, six to seven of them are developers and on the product side. And then what is the other? Like if, if you're bootstrapping a, a, a protocol that isn't generating enough revenue, probably even to cover the developers, then what are, who else are we paying for? Sorry, I don't really understand that question. You said six or seven of the 14 are developers. Like you're, you're bootstrapping a protocol from scratch. It doesn't uh -huh. make enough, it doesn't make enough money to pay for the developers. Do you have, but half of your team is business people. Yeah. So, um, so I guess, I guess, um, from that perspective, like we do have, um, like three, three co-founders who, who, um, uh, who we're working with and then, and then the rest will be business people. So, so you are right. Like, like in, in terms of the seven people who are, who are developing, uh, three of them are, are, um, are, I guess, founders, um, and, um and then the rest are business people um but then again you know like that's something that i'm that i'm looking to um kind of reconsider and didn't think that was um yeah like yeah, so it you, is it is where we are at the moment yeah so you understand why that's getting a lot of scrutiny right you have the same yeah, team I, size that you had before the deep no one in crypto has the same team size that they had before the DPEG. and you're asking the community fund to pay for you to not have to make tough decisions around your headcount, um, and that's that's a challenge, man. Yeah, I, I, a I mean, uh, to build a single protocol. Um, but like you did say, um, it is pretty hard to make um, one. Uh, you know, uh, it is hard enough to make one good product, um, and I think that that's where um, that's where we needed the 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 dev help um, for it. So. Um, Yes, headcount is something that, that that we could definitely kind of look into and uh, may kind of reconsider coming uh, coming back. Um, but um, yeah, just for complete transparency's sake, uh, the team is where it is right now. Um, and 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 just to just to let you guys know, also like um, before before on Luna two when we did launch, um, we were we were covering extremely high gas fees, um, and and once that was um, kind of uh, reduced, um, we are now almost at a uh, break-even point for it, right? So, um, but 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 we are still in the negatives to to keep up with operational costs as well. So, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm paying out of pocket um, for uh, for the team, but again, if if headcount is going to be a scrutiny matter, then that's something that, that I could definitely kind of uh, reconsider. And just kind of going back to the whole framework, um, I do think that the community pool needs. Um, a very strict framework in terms of uh, of what um, of what Shah did say, um, and and with that, I'm just I'm just kind of asking for um, for a very objective um, view of each proposal individually and as standalone businesses based on performances and based on what they're offering. Um, it just seems like it was shitty timing um, for five proposals to come up at the same time. Um, but, uh, but once we do get a framework in place, um, I think that it will be a lot easier to kind of evaluate these proposals under a single lens. All right. Now I got something to say now about all these, uh, protocols like Terrapoca and, uh, 
what else? Uh, TFM and all those feather people and Hermes. Y'all got to cut the edges. The bear market, you got to cut the head count on it. You got to make tough decisions. What I don't like about this new crop of Terra things is that we aren't exactly going into a new paradigm. What is Terra is, we're just trying to, oh, hey, you know, you know, we know that happened, but hey, we have some new product. No. We got to think ahead. We got to think forward. Now here's, an, now, here's a new thing. We got to stop focusing on the NFTs or all these, like, you know, things economically that people spend when the economy is good, such as gambling or such as, uh, you know, looking for better ways to get, like, a better, t- you know, a cheaper deal on a token. That ain't working in a bear market. We got to look forward to uh, creating financial motors, creating liquidity, creating things that are beyond what is there in Ethereum or Bitcoin or Solana or hell, even AVAX. Now, Terra Poker, here's some spitball ideas. Why not, why not start doing sports betting or horse race betting or, any, or even world event betting type things? People aren't, aren't just going to be called for just poker. People are going to be called to see what the, who the new president is. Hell, who the new pope is. Pope just died. Looks like another one is coming. So right, what I'm trying to get to is that we got to stop with all these ideas of like Web3, NFT, all that stuff. We got to focus on the real economic issues and also bringing Terra into the real world. Remember when we were all trying to get those ILIS codes uh, a few months ago? We were scrambling for them. Hey, can I get a referral? Can I get this? All over the Reddit page. But now we've we've conjured that back into making Terra more niche and a more smaller community because you can only have Luna to interact with this stuff. How about bring Terra to the real world where people actually use money? And hell, that's where the money's at. Before the collapse, I was trying to get a few of my uh, retirement buddies, retirement carriers, to uh, maybe invest some of their uh, thrift savings plan into Terra. Look at that. Real money. Hard money. And that's what we should be attracting. Not this niche Web3 NFT type stuff, but actually bring it to the real world. Thank you very much for that. Kuji Convict, we appreciate your um, bravado. Uh, I do want to just say Terra Poker. Um, I I like Terra Poker a lot. I think what you guys have built is pretty cool. I've I've played on it a couple times. Um, you guys should do like a higher limits tournament, even if less people play. Sometimes I'm playing there and I feel like I'm playing with like little kids with pennies. So yeah, just, just as an aside. Uh, yeah, no, Pantera. Um, uh, sorry to cut you off, but uh, expect something big at the end of the month. We are creating our tournament games, and they're going to be. Um, and we're already working out with um, with a few um, other teams who want to actually co-host um, their own tournaments as well. So, um, so that's something that you guys could definitely look forward to. Uh, rewards will be much bigger. Blinds will be much bigger. So on and so forth. Look at that! You guys are already pivoting enough to cover your. You're going to make so much money. You don't need this money. See? Hey, Deep, Deep Blue, ahead. I'm very excited to hear from you, Deep Blue. Hola, uh, my name is Shlomo Bankstein, and um, I'm 
coming to you from the depths of somewhere south of the border. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm really proud of the community I've listened to. Uh, this is the first spaces I've listened to in a long time. And it seems like people get it, you know. Um, I, I've, I've heard a lot of intelligent comments here. And so I'm like, there were a lot of great ideas thrown out, um, I think, in terms of uh, what to do with the community funds and just in general being more accountable, uh, holding teams a lot more accountable if we are to give them money, tranches, um, you know, things like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm personally, though, for locking it up. Um, yeah, Shlomo wants to lock it up. And the reason is to lock it up is because, you know, we're in one of the worst bear markets that, um, you know, that we've ever seen, uh, driven uh, in, in large part by a real uncertainty uh, that is attached to the, the macro conditions that are uh, in, in, in the world right now. Uh, you know, New World Order and, you know, scamdemics and the whole nine yards. And so what we really want to do here, I think, is sort of bide our time. Now, if that means a lower Luna price, there will be people there to buy it. So I wouldn't really worry too much about it. And for those of us who are faithful, we will be just getting Luna at a discount. It's okay. So there, you know, you could look at the um, the bright side in that sense. And what I'm thinking is like, you know, lock it for at least six months so that we can, in peace, and in relative, um, without any pressure of approving or disproving uh, additional grant proposals that we can put a moratorium on it for about six months and then um, come up at least six months, by the way, I, I'm, I'm actually for a year, and then come up with a framework uh, for the community funds uh, that resemble some type of constitution. And so, you know, I'm a firm believer, though, in, in, in the, during that time that, you know, as, as some people already alluded to, oh, why would somebody build on Terra now? Well, the reason why they build on Terra now is because there's this fat ass community fund that can just be built by anonymous developers with no pedigree and no, um, you know, and, and no resume. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, there was one team that posted a two page white paper that was triple spaced and they actually got uh, funding. Um, you will see what happens there. I can only uh, I can only uh, speculate there what, what's what's likely to happen. Um, good luck to the team, though, by the way. But, you know, with TFL, what we have is, you know, and led by the captain, Do Kwan, let's face it, right? This guy's a special guy, right? I think many of us are got into Terra. Uh, yeah, part of it was community. Uh, part of it was, um, uh, but a, a big part of it, I would say, was the ingenuity of Terraform Labs and Do Kwan. And so, you know, make no mistake about it, you know, whatever's going on behind the scenes with TFL that, you know, most of us are not really too privy to, although I know Chris uh, just went over some of those things and the things that are made public. We, we need a home run from TFL. Like, and, and then we need developers to start riding those coattails again, because that's what happened last time. The last time, a little bit of history, when Terra was first uh, 
uh, came out the gates and, you know, I remember investing in it. It was pretty low, you know, sub a dollar and all that. And, but, you know, I just knew there's something about this guy, this guy, Do Kwan, right? And then they also had this app where they were using uh, for transactions, um, abstracting transactions in Korea via this app called Chai. So I really liked that world, that, that use case. And, and then Mirror came out. And that was like when people started to really like, it started to really turn heads. And I think like the highest user base was actually in, um, I think it was in Thailand or something like that, Thailand or Vietnam. Um, and so they took a real shine to it. And I thought that was like really, really interesting because those people can't buy U.S. stocks. And, um, you know, then, you know, Mirror, Mirror was a, like a whole other subject. I think it was largely abandoned. That's a different discussion for another time of TFL's commitments to its own projects. I think that's something to be concerned about, by the way. Um, but, you know, make no mistake about it. Everything that that came with uh, to Terra and all the developers, you know, I would call them like the, the B level. And that's not to put anybody down. But I would just say, like, you know, you're not you're not a level until you prove you're a level until you develop an app that actually gets users that actually has high TVL. You know, you're not in the big leagues until like you know you're you're accomplishing a number of different things. And very few projects on Terra. You know, a lot of Terra Terra projects were basically riding the coattails of of Do Kwan and the in ingenuity that was uh, seen in Mirror and in Anchor. Um, Later in, uh, you know, Pylon protocol, uh, shout out to the fat vendor, uh, Wujin Mask. Uh, but, you know, like we need something again from Do Kwan, right? Like we need something from TFL. And I think that a moratorium six months to one year on the community funds for anything other than, you know, possible. Well, then again, how do you just describe a public good, right? Because Hermes is saying that we're public good. So then you're going to get into the semantical argument. So what I would say is a complete moratorium, lock it down for six months. Let's ride out this bear market together. And, you know, shout out to Terra Poker. I love you guys. I mean, I love what you've done. I love the passion. 15 guys, you got six players at your tables. How about, how about, <laughs> how about getting some of those guys to play some poker? Yeah, you might want to do that. Um, and that's not to knock you guys. I mean, I love everybody that's building here. I love everybody that's committed. I don't love the people that are here for the paycheck. I don't think that's you, Terra Poker, by the way. I think other people are here for the, the grift. The, the, you know, there's just a low-hanging fruit that is the Terra community fund of over $300 million worth of Luna. I mean, that is a bear market developer's wet dream sitting there right now. And, I, and we're seeing that. And by the way, the community doesn't deserve, the community doesn't deserve to have to go through the stress of defending these funds. And that's another reason that we should put a moratorium on the, uh, on the funds for a minimum of six months to one year as we decide as a community the framework of which these funds will be handed out. And let me just say this for any a particular team uh, that says, well, you know, like Eris Protocol, for example, well, you know, we, we want to build and we want to make sure that there's an economy there when the bull market starts going and everything like that. And I, I, I don't doubt you 
Um, but at the same time, it's really convenient to try to sort of hang that over the head of the community like, hey, without us, you're nothing. And I think that's the attitude of a lot of developers. And my attitude, what I would say right back to you is, so what? Don't let the door hit you on the way out. We'll be okay. We're going to have to go through some hard times here. We've already been through the hardest time, right? Like, we suffered a death spiral. We had a $40, $40 billion of, of uh, market share just, just wiped out, right? So we've been through hard times. Guess what? We'll get, we'll get by without your protocol that has 10 users or, or 50 users. We, we can do that. If you don't believe in, the, in the, the sort of the things that I've been talking about today, uh, the sort of the, the captainship and stewardship of someone like Do Kwan, the actual, you know, the intelligence that you hear uh, from someone like Evan uh, that, that runs these podcasts, the humor that we have in someone like Su Susanna, we have a, a dormant, uh, sleeping giant in this community. And there's a lot of people that are that are just waiting to wake up, except Jimmy Lee. He's going to be running off to um, to Israel, I think, with with uh, one point four million dollars worth of of Luna or something like that. But aside from him. We all, um, lunatics, I believe, are just a dormant community waiting to explode. Now, if you want to go leave, and you want to go to Juno, or you want to go to Mutable X, or you want to go to fucking XYZ chain, well, then go for it. Go go chase your money. We're, I, I assure you, we're going to be okay. That's not to say that, you know, Shlomo Bankstein does not want you building on the Terra blockchain and does not welcome you, because I do, Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to say that I think that we're going to get through this. I think it's important to sort of put a lock on the community fund right now so that we can we can in peace settle where we're going with this. And I, I hope that some people can get behind that. Um, you know, th then let me just say one more thing. Right. The reason why we're in this position today is, yes, you say the DPEG, that's obvious. But one of the reasons why we're in this position today is because when it collapsed and when TFL came up with the brilliant plan to simply launch a second, you know, a, a Luna 2.0, that every single project building on Terra didn't stand shoulder to shoulder and start rebuilding as if nothing happened. Now, I know there were treasuries wiped out. But that's what the emergency fund was for. But then we saw people just take the money and abscond with it. So that didn't really work, did it? But the thing was, the, the real solution was just to stand shoulder to shoulder and get through this together and say, hey, here we are. We're still here. We're the lunatics. Yeah, we suffered the worst thing, but we're going to fucking come back fighting. And very few people did that. And I understand there was a lot of pain in that loss. I get it. I went through it myself. Believe me, I did. Uh, but where was the where was the fight in the community and everything? So right now, I think what's being built is an amazing foundation for a new community, a real community, not a bunch of posers that want to make off with mistakes. You know, not a bunch of uh, not a bunch of people who just want to build their Twitter account. Um, but this is going to be a part of a new revolution in blockchain. And I believe that we do have a, a, a suitable captain for that, a suitable visionary for that. 
And not all projects have that. And so we should be very thankful that we have a guy like Doe, all right? And I don't mean to put him on some incredible pedestal, but let's face, let's face it, without Doe, I mean, how many of us are still holding our Luna, you know? So anyway, thanks for everybody that is developing. Thanks for everybody that's, that's um, still here in the community. Guys like Pantera, guys like Ryan, guys like Finn, guys like Jared, you know? You know, that, that's what this is about, right? And this is, we're gonna get through this and be part of the, one of the greatest fucking comeback stories of all time. I'm convinced of it. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to fucking lose. So I hope none of you are. Wow, thank you so much for that uh, enthralling speech, Shlomo. I, I don't know if I've encountered you before. This might be our first encounter, but you really are. Uh, you give me a familiar old feeling of a, of a friend I've had in the ecosystem for a while. So I like your feedback. Um, at risk of going over two hours here on the space, uh, I mean, we can continue. Coach just got in here and he hasn't even said anything yet. Um, I do want to kind of just summarize like what we've said and, and ask Chris and even Jared a question. Um, no, don't don't feel obliged to come back up on stage. But do you think that there's there's like some actionable sort of feedback that came out of this? Um, Shlomo suggested even a moratorium, which I mean, it, it doesn't sound like a bad idea to me. But like, what what do you think is actionable for the community um, moving forward, other than just kind of like continuing to have a, you know, a, a PVP battle every time a new proposal comes out. Yeah, well, I think, you know, Sean made the point that we need to come together and put a framework around this. I think that's the hardest part with decentralized government because governance, because you get decision-making by 10,000 people is rarely effective. Everyone has different ideas about what, I mean, Osmosis is paying like $30,000 a tweet from the bankless guys right now. To some people, that makes sense. To some people, it doesn't. So it's hard to get like a group consensus on what um, a good investment is, right? What a good investment of money is. And that's why we leave it to venture capitalists to do it. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think freezing it, I mean, selling it where it is right now is just like kind of burning money. But um, maybe freezing it is, is a viable option. I hadn't thought about that. Um, you know, the other thing I would say is ultimately the community will bear the brunt of whether these are, or the benefits and whether these are good investment decisions or not. Um, and so we, I think we have to let the community do that and, and see how things play out. Am I the only one left? Sorry, technical difficulties. Um, I couldn't hear the end of that. So hopefully you didn't ask me a question at the end. I assume not. I did not. Yeah, look, I mean, I think everyone, I think there's definitely different points of views. I'm, I'm on the far side of, um, we probably, probably shouldn't be, um, except in rare cases, funding for-profit projects out of the community pool. Um, at a minimum, we shouldn't be funding projects out of the community pool that, that haven't even contracted their headcount size, since the DPEG. That's wild. Um, we shouldn't pay for bloated organizations. Um, I think it should focus on um, public goods. And when I say a public good, I mean a piece of software that's given to the community, doesn't have a revenue stream that goes back to any founders, um, and is there for everyone to use um, and and get value from. Um, and beyond that, you know, I think 
there, there are reasonable other arguments, right? Like, I think the most compelling thing I've heard is from, from Shaw, who says, yeah, but, you know, I mean, this isn't the, the best place to build right now. So, you know, he's worried that if we don't help people get through this, we're not going to have any builders. But then I go back to Shlomo. I think Shlomo summed it up pretty well. And, and that's kind of where I land is with him on that, you know, if people aren't bought into what we're trying to do and, and where we're headed, then, you know, paying them to do it isn't a real great solution. All right. Uh, I guess we'll leave this for closing remarks. I've got some time to hang out. So uh, anybody that wants to talk, the floor is open. We can talk about the community pool. We can talk about Jimmy Lee. We can talk about anything you want i just wanted to say that was quite an inspiring speech from from shlomo um and it's really good to see like so many like familiar faces in the audience today as well like i think there's definitely you know something we've been talking about with bruce on some of his silly spaces is this this kind of massive dormant lunar community that's that's out there that's kind of waiting for something to get excited about and I kind of agree with the point that I guess we're kind of hoping from a home run for a home run from terror uh, from TFL at this point um I definitely like resonate with that feeling that like um maybe a pause and uh and, and like get some sort of structure in place for how we allocate community funds would maybe be a good idea because I definitely like feel I definitely feel like the pressure like a couple of protocols that are up here today, like Terra Poker, absolutely love what they've done so far. Like they're clearly like generating a lot of transactions, a lot of high percentage of the transactions on the network. But yet, like I'm not sure that uh, like I fully agree with you know the the amount that they're asking for to to pay salaries of a of a bloated team. But then at the same time, you kind of looking at it and thinking, yeah, but we we don't want to lose them at the same time. So uh, similar with um, Eris Protocol, I think. They'd have much better product market fit if they if they had a token that people could get behind and something I've said to Philip a bunch of times. But yeah, it's uh, it's a really like tricky situation at the minute and like yeah, um, there's there's a lot of requests that have all come at the same time, which feels quite overwhelming and it's definitely that feeling like you want to get like this economic activity like back up and running on terror with some with some like be- with some beautiful defi products like similar to what we had before but at the same time maybe we we don't need to like rush into these things especially like with the general market conditions yeah yeah just wanted to say thanks to um everyone here for making the time um just personally from our end we're going to be hosting our um our Twitter space just to get our um, position out there as well once it does move into proposal. Um, but I guess just the one thing is that um, that I would like to really see a framework come out of this conversation today. So um, I'm all inspired by everyone here. Uh, thank you for the feedback, whether they're constructive or, or not. Um, we'll definitely consider them. Um, and I do hope that everyone t- does take a look at these proposals in standalone um individually and really kind of do evaluate on uh performance and what each protocol has achieved on and their um and their future so um really really thanks for the time guys i really appreciate it and i'm just happy to be building on um a chain where there are so many inspiring people here so thanks a lot
Sean, you've recently rejoined the stage. Feel free to speak. Coach, you've been on the stage for a while and have said nothing. Maybe to switch gears again back to the Jimmy Lee drama uh, and his association with Luke Dow, you could do some clarification on what exactly the relationship is there. Oh, my God. Enough drama for today. Sounds like something a guilty person would say. All right. That's going to be it then. Uh, if nobody has anything else to say, we're going to wrap this up. Went uh, just a little over two hours. Appreciate everybody's feedback. Uh, we had to get Grin Spick at a request the last second. Grin, I don't know why people request to speak and then don't say anything. Hi there. Uh, you know, when I'm on Android and on Twitter, when I get called up as a speaker, it takes like 15 seconds before I can hear anything again. And so I don't know if you were asking me if I had something to say, but um, as now the 46th ranked uh, Luna influencer, I just wanted to follow up on my previous question a little bit or my previous comment. I'm wondering, is there, is there a hidden risk for any development teams working right now that are asking for things from the community pool, such as for Eris protocol, you know, they note that liquid staking is going to be really important for interchain alliance, but do we know whether the type of liquid staking that Eris is building is going to be important for interchain alliance, or is there something technically different or would, would Luna have its own liquid staking in order to make interchain alliance work? Like those are the kinds of questions that I have when I look at any projects I'm going to support and I'm trying to guess where they're going to line up and mesh in with whatever Terraform Labs is doing. Um, so is there a risk that we think we know where the chain is going, but we don't quite know where the chain is going enough to be useful? And we're going to end up spending money, community funds, on things that may be a little bit obsolete, and then they need more money for more development. Thank you. Yeah, to be honest, these are the kind of questions that are really the important ones. Because um, currently, um, the, the future at, in Terra is, of course, uh, uncertain. And while Nacho, of course, uh, has his own view on, on things, um, we also have our views and we are still bullish on, on Terra in the whole, but um, it's still a huge risk to build on Terra. And for example, the liquid staking we are providing um, is, is geared towards um, what, what is necessary for a stable market for liquid staking, because as soon as you collateralize liquid staking derivatives, you always have the, the liquidation risks. And uh, all our products uh, that we are building are geared towards um, improving this kind of liquidation risk by improving the liquidity or uh, counteracting these kind of uh, cascading liquidations. So this is what we are building um, mostly. And um, the, the biggest issue also that we often hear or see in the community is um, that the voting mechanism is not quite as fair as it would be. For example, um, a lot of validators, we had the issue before, a lot of validators um, vote or, or don't want to vote because they, they show their hands and it do some kind of delayed voting and don't want to really be involved in this or some do. I I'm, don't want to generalize that every validator does this way. Um, but for example, what we are doing is this kind of fair delegation governance framework. And this allows community members to um, really take, yeah, to multiply their own voting power and also use the funds uh, staked at Ares protocol and, and vote with, with the, the whole protocol funds or at least part of them. 
And uh, this gives con concretely gives back the voting power back to the user because a user needs to vote and uh, the, the protocol will always override uh, what the validators um, of the protocol vote. So um, we give back this kind of delegation right to the user. And as soon as we, as we think about uh, alliance chains, for example, um, it means that any kind of liquid staking derivative um, can be used um, across different kinds of chains. At, and it's quite similar to what our AMP extractor is working, um, is doing as well. You, you can read at our docs what exactly it is doing. Um, but the, the special part is um, ARIS protocol, based on the current proposal, we would be sharing 10% of the revenue fees that we generate um, for the protocol. And that would also mean that um, um, as soon as it is being used and at different chains, um, it it always uh, brings in some kind of revenue stream across different alliance chains back to Terra. And this is something that is would be quite special because um, as others have mentioned, um, the, the, the emergency allocation, for example, for Stata was quite huge, for Prism Protocol were quite huge. And um, I don't really expect them to share their um, own revenue stream with the Luna community pool. Thank you, EP. Can I call you EP? Yeah, um, you can call me Philip. Oh, really? You can call me Philip. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but really, my question is more geared towards Chris. I, what I heard from you was, you know, I appreciate a greater description of what your team is doing. But what I heard from you is that it sounds like you also have similar questions about about what what cards um, Terraform Labs might have yet to play and how it would impact the product that you're building. Uh, I don't know if Chris, would you be able to confirm, for example, if the type of liquid staking that Eris Protocol is building is exactly what would be needed for interchain alliance and that and that terraform labs would use that as part of their plan like those are the things that our community would like to know so that we know that we're supporting the right thing otherwise you run the risk of maybe stepping on the toes of what tfl is trying to do or spending money that doesn't need to be spent i don't jared do you i don't have an answer for that <clears throat> and oh, sorry this is i'll just add this is where Eris to me plays a role because they're the only one that's not owned technically by anyone. I know we've got Bone Labs that's done by GP team. We've got Stata that's got the SD token. How important is an LSD for the up and coming updates? Because it should be more so controlled by the community. So, so far, Iris is not controlled by anyone. And then if they do the governance right, it'd still be in technically our control via governance, where instead of having to rely on, say, Stata, which is what, on Ethereum now, their, their SD token. So, we're going to be relying on their governance or an NFT mobs governance, or it's down to how much of an important role is an LSD going to play for literally what will be the core of terror? Where do we want the power to land in our hands or in someone else's governance hands? And that to me is a, a pretty major issue for future proofing. Absolutely. And I think what bothers me is the feeling that if I was Doquan and I'm not, and if I was a developer and I'm not really, I would, I would realize how important these liquid staking 
derivatives were based on the description of interchain lines as I understand it. And I would be in the process of making my own because I needed to work. I needed the, the, the liquid staking derivatives have to be there in order for the interchain alliance idea to work, if I understand, because you're you're getting uh, you're liquid staking across different chains. And uh, if you're and you somebody a different chain is getting some of your token and then your chain is getting somebody else's token a little bit because things are staked and it's liquid staking derivatives that facilitate this. So if I was to Kwan, I'd want to make hella sure that there was something that supported that vision. And that's that's what I understand. And so so is he building his own? Are we duplicating things with the community funds? I, I don't know. Thank you for the time. Yeah, so there are two V2 features that I think will solve this like uh, across all questions. Um, one is, and they, they were both cut for, for time consideration, um, not, not any specific issue besides that they were technically difficult to implement. So one would be that the tokens that are used in Alliance would be um, disabled for governance. Um, just requires a chain upgrade uh, and was, was a bit much uh, to, to ship with an MVP. Two, um, that included in the Alliance module would be an on-chain uh, LSD, which would, which would kind of override any other, um, the, the need for any other LSD. Um, it would be voted on by a governance parameter, so, so you know, we, we would set in there, like, um, maximum commission a validator could charge to be a, in the pool, maximum uptimes, uh, the types of things that you see, like, state are looking at, uh, frankly, in their, in their Luna X pool. Um, would be the same type of things that you would want to look at uh, for Jared. Are you galloping on a horse right now? I'm. I'm not. I am playing with my pop socket. I apologize. <laughs> uh, that was really disruptive. <laughs> I will. I will stop fidgeting. Um, so, so hopefully that was clear enough through 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 the fidgeting there. Um, but but those two would would kind of kind of make both of those questions uh, go away. In the meantime. Uh, what can be done is is whoever writes or deploys the, the alliance contracts or modules are are able to choose the LSD that they would like to use. Um, so they're they're not tied into any one LSD provider uh, per se. So you're saying that Terraform Labs is coming up with a competitor for Aris Protocol? N no, it's not. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Maybe I'll jump in here. So alliance module um, is a module that any blockchain can implement any Cosmos SDK blockchain can. And you can basically use any token you want um, as kind of a secondary staking token um, or staking coin, I guess. And so, yeah, theoretically, it could be any LSD. There's really no um, constraints on that. No constraints, but Terraform Labs is developing their own LSD solution? Um, no. It sounded a little bit from Jared that they were, so I'm, maybe I'm confused now. You're right. Maybe I'll let Jared answer that then. It, it, it's, it's a potential feature on a V2 map. Um, there's no production done on it. Okay. So that, that means that there's still an opportunity that the, the contributions made through something like Eris Protocol that the community has paid for may still be useful for this purpose and kind of adopt it as maybe a quasi-official LSD for the program. And maybe TFL would look at their roadmap and say, do we need to do this anymore because Eris has done it? But that was exactly the kind of situation that I was concerned about with us 
trying to fill in what we think is needed in Terra is that you have these roadmaps and you have these things that I don't know if they're being shared and some sometimes for good reason, but you have these roadmaps and are we going to accidentally get in your way? I mean, there's a guy who made a proposal on Luna Classic to try to help along another project that was already in motion and it just ended up kind of getting in the way. And we, we're run at risk of like spending a lot of money to do the same thing or make something that's just not useful. But thank you again. Yeah, I would say, I would say in this case with Eris, like if you think it's a good value prop, you should vote for them. Their, their product is not going to be, that's not problematic within the TFL roadmap. It's complementary at a minimum. Yeah. Um, and I think the more, the more options we have, the better, I think. Um, I'm not saying you should vote for the, for the proposal or not, but that I, that, I just want to make sure that that's not a reason why you should. While you guys are up here talking Alliance, I'm just wondering if there are any sort of like, where where are you with the Alliance module? And, and is there any like interest from other chains to implement it? Yes. And I think if we're launching, um, Jared, are you, you going to say a date? You're going to give a date on a spaces? I, I can commit to a soft date of February 1. Pen, pending any major, um, there, there shouldn't be, we've tested it enough, but, but pending any major mm, snafu or, or catch or bug that we find in internal testing, which will begin next Monday, um, we should have a pretty robust introduction to Alliance for people to participate throughout the community in February. Um, yeah, I don't want to take all the steam out of out of that team, but it, it'll it'll be a lot of fun. It, it'll be a good introduction, and I I get this question a lot of of when will we be deploying Alliance on Terra, and I just want to like kind of be clear about what that looks like. Um, it looks like a software upgrade upgrade proposal, uh, so it's a chain upgrade. It, it's a it's a pretty serious upgrade. Um, I, you know, it's we we can do it. It's not like we're asking other chains to do something that that we won't. Um, but it's something that we will need to discuss as a community, not something that we're going to like. You know, you're going to wake up next Thursday and Alliance is going to be active. Like there will be a whole governance process through Agora, through through everything that that will engage the community in in, in the in the in the process. Got it. Thanks for the alpha, which has been it's been a while. Um, and and like I know you gave me like a, a soft yes there, um, Chris, or a hard yes. Are we talking like in terms of like interest? I know you're not going to name names. Are we talking like uh, established chains, new chains, more than one chain that's interested? Like just like a like a rough idea of like how popular the the idea is. Combination of everyone, all of the new sir. chains, new chains, existing chains. Established chains, frontier chains. There is pipeline. That's pretty exciting. And is it like, is it like, um, is it like a two-way thing? So, like, if a chain wants to use Alliance and allow <clears throat> Luna staking derivatives as like a way to secure their chain, is it like a, is it a two-way thing where we would allow those chains to 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 like secure our chain? Uh, potentially, if. I mean, anyone, any chain can um, implement the Alliance module, right? So just because I have the Alliance module on my chain, 
doesn't mean that you need it on your chain for me to use one of your tokens. We just have to have some way for you to bridge your token to my chain. Um, yeah, kind of clear thing. There is, oh, there is, however, something called a take rate, I believe, where, um, let's say, a chain, um, there's an alliance chain using the staking or a staking asset from a parent chain. The take rate would um, give re some rewards from the alliance chain back to the parent chain. Um, and so there is kind of a two-way relationship there, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. It's all pretty practical. Nice. Uh, motivating Gene, you had your hand up. Did you want to jump in? Yeah, um, nothing technical here. Um, just wanted to give a word if that's cool with with everyone. And um, that's the that's the word of just like <clears throat> just I guess faith and hope. Um, like we know that Terra Foundation and its builders are great. You know, like we know that that's a fact, right? So we have like you know a good player, and obviously, although you know things are 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 super rough all around the the spectrum i would say to just keep calm you know like um i see a lot of networks right now uh like making friends and and helping each other out during rough times so really whatever we can do to help each other out it counts you know every single thing that we do counts and then also like just staying head leveled there's like a lot of fud and just you know just staying head leveled and and know that uh i mean i believe we're going somewhere you know like if we were like deep believers in in what you guys started and what we started and i think it's just a matter of time until you know one domino is well built and then you know here comes the next and the next and even 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 having this these conversations pantera thank you for having this space because it allows for uh, you know, for the criticism uh, and the back and forwards that that we should have. So all, all I'm saying is, you know, just from like a DJ over here <laughs> listening to uh, to the nerds, right, to the smart people that are making this ecosystem. Um, we like I, I still believe in you guys 100 percent. And and I'm just eager, you know, because it's just a matter of time when one thing works and then the rest just cascades. And I think that's what we're doing, you know, so. That's it. Just giving some good, good hope and some good vibes. Um, and uh, thank you to everyone that's you know still trying and building and you know uh, giving your best. All right, have we finally hit what I think is the end of this space? All right, cool. Well, thank you everybody so much for participating. Um, it was a lot of fun, a lot of drama going on as of late, but uh, I think this was constructive. It was good to have kind of the whole community together to talk about. Uh, the funding. I also just want to give a big shout out to all the builders out there, uh, to uh, Hermes Protocol, Terra Poker, and Eris. It's not easy to come in and kind of face the gauntlet of the crowd. So uh, mad respect for you guys for coming up and, and talking to everybody and um, addressing the, their concerns and feedback. And um, we'll see what happens from here. Um, looking forward to seeing if there's some actionable items that come out of this or a framework that comes out of this. I'm going to put that all on Chris Amani, just like the, uh, the UST restitution that he also promised. So 
uh, two items, two big <laughs> items on his plate. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, thanks, guys. We appreciate it so much. Everybody enjoy the pre-kend, which is starts Thursday night, if you've never heard that term, the pre-kend. It's the pre-weekend. Uh, and I'll see you later. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Luna Community Pool, ransacked or deployed efficiently. Recorded on Thursday, January 5th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When I'm ripping and rapping, I ain't picking the bastards who be tricking the masses into getting their asses kicked. Feels like I've been getting my masters. Fuck a pump and double like the income that's passive. Raise up the bar before I fly right past it. I'll be writing rhymes till they put me in a casket. Old man shit, put the lotion on its skin. Then put that shit back in the damn basket like Buffalo Bill, the way I'm ruffling feathers. Snuffing out debt, cut the heads off collectors. Keep a couple heads in a jar as keepsakes. And take the rest and turn them into free bait. Upgrade the feelings, supply the free base. Looking all professional, tools in the briefcase. Running on empty from gassing up my teammates. First one down, let me know how that sleep tastes. and impossible defending the plausible from end to demonstrable the mission isn't even worried about the clearance running interference till our enemies fear us we're only one disappearance away from a bad day everybody trying to save face on the last day feeling fancy about to pull out the masse drop the eight ball in passing that's so passe i'm getting nasty you cannot put it past me a mix between blasphemy and talk everlasting feeling like a masterpiece looking like a tragedy trying to get through another day full of savagery getting headstrong from working in the mess hall all hands on deck waiting for our next haul i need the rest got big plans to eject so feed the grass and keep off the kleenex i am interested in magic because i am fascinated with psychology i love to learn about how people make inferences how they draw conclusions find patterns and information and in particular i'm interested in all that can go wrong uh, how an individual can be led astray by certain cognitive vulnerabilities are exploited. Channel spaces.